Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. What's going on, everybody? This is Tristan Mack Wilds, one third of Guys Next Door. And if you are hearing my voice, maybe you should be listening to Guys Next Door. If you ever wanted to get into the mindset of the young black millennial man, all of the things that we go through, love, sex, relationships, financials, technology, mental health, and everything that lies in between, this show is for you. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you guys are probably listening to a really, really nice podcast, but make sure you guys go subscribe right now to Guys Next Door, and we'll see you guys in the neighborhood. Peace. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Let's go. I could do that. Not to worry. Ooh, sir. Well... <laughs> Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Joining me today on this off weekend, this small haven of peace before we get into the flyaway races in a couple of, uh, couple of weeks. I'm here with my brother, your brother, everyone's brother. Cameron F1, how's it going? I'm all right, sir. I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm good. Yeah? All good? Yeah, blessed and highly favoured. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? And that means you're at home. If you're watching, looking at this video, listening to this in your headphones, making make sure you give us a like and a subscribe. And if you're listening to us, give us a five-star review. Uh, yeah, give us a five-star review on Apple. We've gone past 300, uh, 300 ratings on Spotify, which is awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get to 500. The journey doesn't stop. Let's keep going. But I do appreciate every last one of you. And finally, if you like F1 merchandise, make sure you head over to quickstopf1.com. You can get... One of the many tees we have on there, including what I felt was apt today, which is my black F1 Twitter. Let's go. Um, Let's go. How do you mean? How do you mean? You know what? Yeah. You know, I think some people think we're their friend. Speaking of which, Cameron, before I get into it, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who bought a quick stop live ticket. We sold that shit out in four and a half hours. For context, <laughs> uh, for context, the first event sold out in 36 hours. So we did that in a ninth of the time. I mean, come on. We have to get some proper air hornage on the go for that, surely. Now let's get the proper one on here. <laughs> you got it. This. Can you hear it? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but look. I can't hear anything, but I'm sure that they were really good uh, <laughs> air horns. I take your word for it. But look, guys, thank you so much for everyone who's coming. November 20th, it's going to be an incredible event again. Um, I guess it's probably maybe the last event we're going to do with that venue, seeing as uh, the demand seems to be outstripping the supply. But also, I feel like we might do one more there before we before we advance. I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush too much. See, some people, you get the bright lights of like more seats, you think more money, 
but it's bigger expenses, like Jay Z oh. said. Don't know my expenses. I have to buy bigger plates. Um, <laughs> so, Cameron, yo. Before I've got a little game, I'd like to play with you today. Let's go for it. Let's um, go for it. But before we get into that, uh, on my last pot, on my last podcast, on the last. Oh yeah, by the way, shout out to Tandy who is currently in Greece. Let's go. Tandy. That's why she's not here today. She skipped out on the Queen's funeral and went to Greece. Um, so enjoy that, Tandy. What? How unpatriotic of you? I'm joking. I'm joking, but she is in Greece. Um, so, um, Cameron, you, you see, you made that worse by the face you pulled. I'm not going to lie. If what face did I pull? No, no face, no face, no case. So, <laughs> no paper, no proof. No, exactly don't what, right. Don't know what you're on about. R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth II. R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth for sure. It was a beautiful ceremony. They went in, didn't they? They went the, in. The, 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 the brief, in. the brief time that I watched it, it was. Um, yeah. It was an event. How much did you watch? I watched it from like when they were outside the church until they went in and then like a bit of that. And then I was like, this is just like some praise. Yeah, I want to say I watched about maybe about 20 minutes worth. Okay. So if, I, if, I'd had to, actually, if I'd had time, I would have watched it all. I'll tell you what I was more transfixed by. Yeah. The queue of people going in to say their final farewells. That had me. I was you know watching what? that for yeah. hours yesterday. It was, um, yeah. You know what? Yeah, let's have a quick conversation on this. Let's go. I. How do I approach this? I am, let's say, um, not a royalist. Okay. Um, And um, I must say, I viewed, as it's now known as the Q, with, let's say, some cynicism. Yesterday, I sat down with a cup of tea, as you do in the morning, sat down with a cup of tea, opened Twitter, and I read a thread of someone who was going into the queue with their mum. And they detailed this whole experience, 24 hours, I think, they were in this queue for. And the little insides but at one point she's like i just i was desperate for a cup of tea and then her mom gave her a cup of tea and then you know the camaraderie in the group and it did make me oddly i wouldn't say proud to be british but there were just so that you know what there's things about being british which only british people can understand and queuing in central London for 24 hours. <laughs> it's a very British thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's such a British thing. Yeah, Craving a tea o'clock at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> is such. I would be the same. I would be like, I need a tea right now. Like, I don't know how, you know. And so there is just something about. I don't ever really feel pride about feeling, about being British. Other than Snap. Right, you know, it's I. I would probably say I'm Black British more than I am British, and I identify with the culture that Black Britain has given Britain more than Britain itself. Mm. But there are obviously, by the way, you can tell by the way I talk, you know, the way I act, and you know, I am very much British. So it's interesting, isn't it? Like what invokes feelings of pride in one's country um we're a silly nation 
we're a silly nation that tries to act serious, but we are very silly. <laughs> how I describe <laughs> and self deprecated honestly, yeah. Nasha. I, 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 I think you nailed it, bro. I've got nothing <laughs> to add. I think, I think it's uh, not dissimilar to you, mate. It's rare that I find myself, um, feeling feelings of patriotism, but watching the funeral and the way that people have conducted themselves, the long cues, I don't know, there was something in there, whatever you want to call it, whatever signifier you want to put on that, whatever terms you want to give it, there was a it evoked feelings it did evoke yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it evoked feelings of patriotism and and i want to say it was it's more you know what it's like the cue you know in x factor when dermot used to be outside the venue talking to man (laughs) (laughs) and he would be talking and he'd be like, who are you? He'd be like, oh, my name's Dwayne from Wrexham. I'm going to be the next big pop star. <laughs> There's a camaraderie no, in it, Nasha. That's, that's the thing, right? There's a camaraderie. There's a sense of hope. There's a sense of belonging that we never... We And the thing is, to go back into it, and maybe I'll link this to F1. We don't have that in this country, right? This country is a broken country. There's nothing great about Britain. There's nothing united about the United Kingdom. You know, it's a broken country. And we can't all even get behind the greatest of all time. Right? <laughs> like, Un- unless it's Silverstone. Unless it's... Uh- I was yeah, true, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost, lost in the round is there, Nash. I was gonna say I was gonna link it to Silverstone. Yeah, kind of when I see the British flags around mm. Silverstone and the purples and the the yeah. luminous caps, that those two things were were um, there were parallels say, between the two for me. Yeah, for sure. The the caps were I were I think great marketing, but <laughs> also, also. but yes, the support he has and the love he gets. Um, at Silverstone and yeah the British flags and just how rowdy we are you can visit you can audibly hear the British crowd right and there goes Lewis Hamilton yeah right you know and goosebumps it's there are there are certain things but yeah it's it's been a weird day I'm not gonna lie it has been a strange day in the UK but look cross we're on Silverstone quickly Oh mate, you're don't a ca- you're a capitalist. <laughs> don't do that, Nasha. Not like that. I'm not. No, you're not. No, no. But you are. You're a money man. Yeah. Try to let be. me play devil's advocate for once, and Let's... then you then you can be. Oh my god. Then you can be the hero. Let's right? go. Let's go for it. Silverstone has introduced dynamic pricing for this year's Grand Prix. I think they've broken away from Ticketmaster. They've brought everything. Well, everything in-house, but they've got a supplier, obviously, for the IT side of of what they're doing. The reason for that being is that they want to move to dynamic pricing. Now, if you don't know what dynamic pricing is, dynamic pricing is when the cost of the product that you want to buy will increase or decrease based on demand for that product and or scarcity of said products. For example, when you go and order an Uber and you're in city center at three o'clock at night, why is there a surge? Dynamic pricing. Why is it when you go to book an airplane the day before a flight, it is more expensive? Or maybe if they're looking at people's cookies and everyone's looking, they've announced the race in, in Italy and everyone's looking at flights to Milan, 
flight prices go up why is that that's dynamic pricing they've started doing it on uh, concert tickets now there's a big uh, there's a big furore about i think bob dylan concert tickets being sold for like 500 pound a pop um it is the future it's already been happening it is the future. There's been furor over Silverstone. One, their their website crashed on the first day, uh, which is never, yeah, right. right. Uh, and then on the second day, when it was open, people were in the queue for six hours. And during that time, despite there being a bottleneck of people trying to access the website, ticket prices were still going up and on average we're looking at increases of between 150 and around three four hundred pounds <laughs> per ticket cameron <laughs> silverstone are the first out the gate i think to do dynamic pricing on their tickets thoughts <laughs> oh no you know what yeah no let me sorry for some more context after a a world where we had covid they had no one in the stands in 2020. The price of everything is going up. We're in a cost of living crisis, the UK more than any country in the world, not, not more than any, but we're, the inflation here is turning into Mugabe's Zimbabwe levels. Um, are Silverstone justified in wanting to maximize the cost, sorry, the revenue that they make from their race? In, talk to me. Well, Nasha, to your final stanza, of course they're justified. This is capitalism. They want to raise their prices and people are still buying them at the new extortionate prices. Then, of course they can. This is capitalism and, and this is what happens, right, to the highest bidder will go the the product. Yeah. But Nasha, come on, son. <laughs> come on. When you say dynamic pricing, what you're meaning is teeth, right? <laughs> teeth, as Mama Cameron would say. Teeth is what we're talking about. What the, the website goes down, and then all of a sudden the prices are, they're bad. are like fifty percent higher. Behave yourself. You know what they should have done. And I think this is where F one is going at some point. Um, you know about Peter's principle. No, I the, don't. Please educate me. The the thought experiment or the thesis that an employer or employee even will get promoted to their level of incompetence ultimately. So you keep promoting someone, keep right. promoting, but then all of a sudden they're gonna they're going to be too high, yeah. right? They're going to do something daft and and end up getting fired or whatever, yeah. reprimanded. This is what they're doing in F1 ultimately. Listen, you're going to keep rising the prices, but then ultimately at some point, people either can't afford them or are going to just protest. I mm. wish that at that Silverstone auction, people would have just gone, what? What, you've increased the pro... What? What, £100 extra? And I've had to wait for you to sort out your website. And 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 this is what this is how you repay us yeah. for backing the sport. And again, let's not make a joke about it, Nasha, because Grandstand, listen, I, I get that we have diehard F1 fans who will turn up at Silverstone irrespective, not least after COVID and, and on a break and all that good yeah. stuff but don't take the mick out of that circumstance, Silverstone. That's rude and disrespectful. Put some respect on the names of all the diehard fans who are going to rock up to Silverstone, ir irrespective. And that, that just doesn't feel fair. doesn't feel fair, Nasha. I think this is the first in a long line of proof. I've said this before and I'll say it again. F1 is eating itself right now. 
No fee. It, it is becoming... If they don't sort it out, the sport is going to become too big for what they, the infrastructure that's in place. And every race we're looking at incidents, fans, Monza, fans taking six, seven hours to get out of the track. You grandstand areas, uh, sorry, um, general attendance areas, people are standing on twigs to get in to, to look at the cars because you can't see over the vents of where it is. They won't let people in the grandstands on Friday either, which is standard on other days of uh, in other Grand Prix. Queues for drinks. You can't take drinks or anything in because they want you to buy stuff. But then when you get there, queues for drinks. You have to queue for tokens, which oh, is wow. an hour, hour and a bit. Then you have to go and queue for the drinks. And that's like another hour. So you're talking about two hours to get drinks in sessions that are two hours long. Every race, there's an issue. The airport, they were showing the airport to get out, like absolutely you know, impossible to get out. Uh, if F1, and now we've got the Silverstone issue, and we had issues in Barcelona, we had issues in Austria, we had issues in Zandvoort, like F1 is getting so, so big. I find it strange that they didn't anticipate it would be this big this season. And it feels like, it doesn't feel like Whilst it is a bit of negligence, it actually feels like a bit of a cash grab at the a, moment. A bit, Dasha. You're going to laugh, mate. <laughs> Understatement of the century. I mean, come on, big man. Yeah, we can't be doing this. 2022, and they're hosting Grand Prix that feel like Woodstock 1989. Mm. This is not third world country settings. Give the people some water. They've paid for their tickets. Why are they having to do this? The car parking is a nonsense. Monza, like you said, was absolutely bonkers. The queue to get into Monza was completely ridiculous. F1, listen, here's what we're not going to do in 2022. We're not going to asset strip our sport. Liberty Media, a media company. You're not a venture capitalist. Don't do it. There is a line beyond which is unacceptable. I mean, we might, we're, we're close. We're close. Well, we're, maybe they've overstepped it. Maybe they've overstepped it already. And, and, and it's just not on. This is the sport that we love. Don't do it. FOM, Liberty Media. And again, Nasha, you know what the joke is? This is going to come up at some point in the podcast. Absolutely. It always does. This speaks to the sport blurring into, ta- into entertainment thing. Keep yeah. this thing a sport. Entertain the audiences. Look after them. Provide the proper requisite infrastructure when these guys are paying their peak Big bucks big to attend Grand Prix. You owe us and them that much, surely, FOM. It's it's not on, Nasha. Not on. Not having it. No, don't have it. And 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 the crazy thing is, F1 say that they want 23, 24 Super Bowls, right? That's, that's what they said. That's why they introduced new races. I feel like now we've got the European season out of the way, I feel like there will be less of these types of things because the demand for well we'll see at Cota I'll be interested but Cota's used to having big crowds but we'll see at Cota mm. because that is going to be full to the full to the rafters again but I feel like they've got good uh, good good um, infrastructure logistics. infrastructure and logistics right because you know they had record attendances last year so it's no big thing for them but you know in Brazil 
it'd be interesting to see again you feel like they've got the infrastructure you'd hope they do outside of those four though singapore japan uh singapore japan qatar and abu dhabi um you would think that the demand is we're not looking at crowds descending upon them and camping and you know all of that stuff so you'd think it'd be better so they've but they they've got time for next season to really sort this out because if this goes into the next season on top of the fact that people are going to be paying more money for their tickets I think even Miami put their ticket prices up and that's the most expensive Grand Prix of the year. So, I mean, it's Vegas, just... Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. Vegas. It flies prices. in the face of them saying they want to get a younger audience. They want a more diverse audience. But this is just Bernie on steroids, really. This is Bernie with a social media account. Like, right. <laughs> Listen to me. When, when somebody shows you who they really are, your best believe them again in the words of mama camera but 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 listen nasha i think what you just said there is a bit deep because you're saying you're believing them they're saying that they want if you go to the super bowl you're going to get a half time show if you want a hot dog they're going to be there on tap ease brilliant north america do this better like the customer service yeah. thing north america do this better than anybody in the world right so how dare you fom try and align yourself to that level of customer service when people are at monza and they can't even get a bottle of water danny rick's there on a the track you can't even move that you can't even get that off the track with your marshals what do we do don't do don't do this so, but they, they might Monza. say though that they are formula one media okay and it is up to the track with the contracts that they have to ensure adequate infrastructure with the revenue that they make and the contracts that they have to ensure that the fan has adequate everything, right? So they're just going to push it back onto Monza. Your asset stripping thing earlier made me think, and I think they're just, they're going to sell. Uh, well, of course, that's exactly what uh, they're. I, I think they. I think they. I think they're just going to sell build, at some build, point. Build the business. Although, to be fair, they're shirt. They're already massively up, aren't they? Yeah. As far as, as, even if you look at the ESPN deals and microcosm, five million was what those rights cost a couple of years back. Now, seventy-five million. So they're already up big time. But I just say this, Nasha. The don't trust. Not don't trust. That's the wrong word. I wouldn't believe any of the spiel and the shenanigans that the guys at the UFOM are trying to sell us. Again, it's the oldest story in F1 history, broken promises, yeah? Yeah. These men, for me, Nasha, these men are coming worse than Mattia Bonotto, right? Just don't believe them. Don't believe them when they're talking. <laughs> don't believe them. Because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, yeah. shame on me. I don't believe you, FOM been no. lying to us for the longest time and you're still doing this um this third world conditions at grand prix where people are paying like Hundreds. high triple figure numbers sterling. if you think about it over the course of a weekend flights accommodation uh tickets food like drink transport we're looking at yeah high three figures four oh. figures that's just stop it. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to corruption <laughs> and I'm allergic to teeth. Look at me. Itching. I can't, can't do it. Nasha. Sorry it's too to much. That. Well, look, let's move on to something real quick before we get into the game. I'd like to play with you. Monza. Oh. 
was ominous. Yeah. Um, the last podcast I did with our friend Jay from Wolfpack, it was a very emotional podcast, right? We had the issue with the safety car. I didn't want to talk about the race that much. Um, yeah. Hmm. I want to get your thoughts. Am I overreacting when I say that I think we might be in for a period of Red Bull domination akin to Mercedes 14 to 20? I don't think that's an unreasonable statement to make. If you extrapolate what we're seeing at the moment, Nasha, which is a super dominant RB18. The issue with this team and this car at the moment, yeah, if you extrapolate this dominance into future seasons, let's say next season, the season after that, they're not even turning up their car. Nasha, how are you going to rock up? We all know what time it is. Monza is practically like an IndyCar ring. Yeah. It's flat 75, 80% of the time around there, right? How are you going to rock up with a high downforce ring nasha you tell me what sort of pace do you have in that car what sort of alchemy is adrian newey dealing with where you can rock up with a high downforce wing and nail the rest of the grid it's easy still i don't understand it nasha. so for those who don't know right what and some people might not know what time it is at monza right so what is it about monza that you would want low downforce for and what does a high downforce setup constitute so somewhere so as a good example monaco yeah a track that has lots of low speed turns you want high downforce to go fast around said turns right yeah. uh, and what's uh, high downforce high downforce is that high downforce so I'm like, about... like the wings right we're talking exactly about, yeah. just so, so so front wings uh, sorry, for back, uh, so rear wing mostly will be something where there's uh, you'll have it kind of like up so that there's a lot of drag, a lot of like pressure going down on the car basically to enable it to go round corners quicker because you know you need to go for quick round corners, right? It's a slow, slow speed circuit. Whereas in Monza, I guess you're saying the setup that everyone else had, I think we saw was it the Aston Martin, which was basically like no like, wing no wing basically, basically. And for those guys that are listening nash is doing the movement with his hands sorry where, where, where the wing is practically flat, flat parallel yeah. to the ground right but basically no downforce on that wing if you, if you go back and look at the red bull wing it's not flat it's it's perpendicular to the ground it's doing one of these which means again because monza is traditionally a low downforce track like i said nasha 75 to 80 percent of that track your foot is on the loud pedal mm. means full acceleration yeah. not 80 percent of that track so how then are these dudes rocking up to said track monza with a high downforce wing and that's fine if they're you'd expect them i saw that nasha and i was like yeah you're gonna get smashed you're not that good. You're not that good to be playing these Joker cards yet. You're going to get destroyed yet and still Nasha. Dominant, 
absolutely dominant. The quickest car, okay, not necessarily in quality, quality but the quickest car they in never that are. race. They never are because, again, Red Bull, strategic now, God tier levels of, of operational management and, and agile thinking and agile work. They're just on a different level. So that's a very long way of me saying, Dasha, that, that a Red Bull era over the next couple of years, two or three, is absolutely not beyond the realm of possibility. Absolutely not, mate. The way that they are with Max Christian, Adrian Newitz, mate. Good luck beating them. Good luck. It is. It is ominous. I, I I do say that because we've got stable regulations now until twenty six, basically. So we've got another what four seasons or three, um, three, four, five. And then six, they change. So we've got another three seasons of this. It took Red Bull six seasons and an engine and uh, and a, not an engine regulation and a, a rake regulation in the final season to catch up to Mercedes. Um, I think the FIA are going to have to put something in this. They've got they've got to put like and look. I'm I'm having this conversation with you because I do want a semblance of balance on this podcast, right? <laughs> and I'm, you know, I see the comments from you guys who support Max Verstappen. Why you watch this podcast? I don't know, but you're there, and I appreciate you watching. And you guys all think we're all just conspiracy theorists. It's like, no, we're not conspiracy theorists. What I would say is, this season compared to last season when the cars were close is not great right and i'm sure it's fun for red bull fans but it's you know a car should not be qualifying seventh being in third place by uh by lap uh being in second place by lap four a car should not be in where did he start in spa like, i have no idea i'm not keeping track wherever, he, doing, wants, wherever he was and then by the <laughs> by lap one so he's in first by lap 15 like you know it's not good for the sport now 14th, i think it doesn't matter yeah, that's a really like, like, wherever he wants wherever he was right if the fi want a product where they don't have to do silly little things with the last lap and bring red flags out just for the sake of the sport which i don't agree with by the way um just end it on the safety car like if that's what happens that's what happens if it happens once or twice a season then fine like these things happen what we shouldn't start doing because when what's the what's the what's the what's the line okay now we bring the red flag out if if we're a certain number of laps before the end of the race but what's the like i don't understand like then do we start just like that's when you start getting putting sprinklers on the track to just make rain, bro. Like, yes, well, what, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Jeremy, ready, so, it's, it's uh, so anyway, if they want uh, the gap that they've got to everyone else is far, scary. far. You like, had Lewis. You had what Lewis had to say. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis said after Monza, Lewis said, "You know what? The word, the scariest thing. We don't even know how quick they are yet. Engines turned." down high down force wings at monza they're managing reliability out here nasha we haven't seen them we haven't seen yeah. them in full anger not for ages not and for, i would say not till not since ferrari started ducking out of the races like and they basically once they got i reckon like to like 50 60 points in front yes. i reckon they've just turned the managing it down. yeah managing it 
It's bonkers, Nasha, and it's worrying. And new lighter floor incoming for Singapore. It's just, I feel like they're just using Checo Perez at this point to test for next season. And that's not where you want to be, right? If If you're one of the other nine teams on the grid and you're trying to nail Red Bull, what you don't want is for them to get a durable competitive advantage because now they can just roll this forward to next year, right? None of the other teams can say, oh, listen. Well, even if they don't roll it forward to next year, they didn't roll it forward to next year last year and look what they're doing. I'm I'm scared. I'm very scared. Like, like, honestly, with my realistic cap on right now, right? Let's just get into the game because this feeds into something else. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Okay. Cameron. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to, <laughs> to a game I like to call yes or no. I'm going to ask you a question and you are going to have to tell me yes or no. I can't have maybe. There's no in between. Yes or no. Okay. No grey areas. Just no like gray- it. <laughs> yes. Michael Massey. Yeah, you 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 actually do not like grey areas at all. Um, <laughs> that is something I've learned about you, um, Cameron. Given what we've just discussed, will Max Verstappen break Lewis Hamilton's all-time wins record? Clarification on the question, if I may, please. You're talking Grand Prix or Championship? Oh, I was actually talking Grand Prix. I don't think he's going to do Championships, but Grand Prix. Oh, flipping Nora Nasha. This one's tough. I saw it written down on paper and I thought it'd be a (laughs) no-brainer. No. Uh, no, uh, you know what? It's, it's t- maybe Nasha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, what? I'm going to say I'm going to say no, and the reason why I'm going to say no, I think if I think right, here's let me give some context here to your assumptions. Uh, I think if Max were to race deep into his late thirties. I think he's he's on for nailing both the championship. Well, probably not the championship is a bit mad to say, but definitely the Grand Prix wins record. But he's already said that he doesn't fancy much. You, you guys heard him after last season say, you know what, this was a bit much. It was a bit it was a bit techy and a bit tense. And if every season's like this, then I don't foresee my career lasting too long. Said Max. I think he's here for a good time, not for a long time, Nasher. And on yeah. that basis. I'm going to have to say no, Max Verstappen will not match nor beat Lewis Hamilton's Grand Prix win record. Do you really think he's not going to stay? I I don't believe him when he says that shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I think he's going to be about, unfortunately, for fucking ages. I I think Max is, um, whatever you want to say about him as a person. Yeah. Nasha, he's a straight shooter, isn't he? doesn't 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 give a monkey he's he's gonna sit he's gonna sit he's gonna tell you as it is even if it's not the pr answer even if that's not what people want to hear from him i think he's just he's a straight shit and that might change over time i think he is learning how to play the press and i think last season showed that on several occasions 
when he was saying how much he didn't care if he would win, it won't change his life, he didn't care when he went in Zanfor, all of this, like, he is yeah. playing the press like a bongo. And for me, when he says, oh, I don't know if I'll even be around anymore, I just want to do two or three, then I'll go. <laughs> like, he is deliberately creating demand artificially yeah he's just and he's also just like downplaying everything he he seeks to downplay his not his achievements per se but his the expectations i think max doesn't want grand expectations on him and he seeks to play he knows his position in the sport he knows he's the next up after lewis who's still there by the way uh, and can still add to that victories total. Um, so I, I, I don't buy that. I think he's here for a very long time. Now, the key to this, in my mind, is 2026 and Red Bull powertrains. Oh. Can they build their own engine and come out of the blocks? with a race winning engine i don't think they can on their own i think if they get honda on board which i think they probably will then i think i think it's tight i think it'll be tight i'm not gonna lie i don't think he'll do it so i'm gonna say no but i do think he's gonna be second of all time that is clear to me I think Max Verstappen is going to surpass Schumacher. What was Schumi? Schumi was what? 92? Oh, his total wins. I yeah. have no idea, mate. I think Schumi was like 92, something like that. I think he'll surpass 92. And, he, and here's the, I suppose, if I try and do, again, my devil's advocate brain is, is working away, trying to construct a contrarian <laughs> argument, Nasha. My, my issue is this, right? If we assume that Lewis at most at tops has maybe two or three seasons left, three, maybe four maximum. Let's say four max. Cool. Max, no pun intended. (laughs) After Lewis isn't here anymore, Mm. after Lewis has retired, who's going to be the Donny on that grid, Nasher, to take, to tolerate, to stand in those flames, that smoke of Max Verstappen. God, I'm not seeing it at the moment. I do think George has got it. I think George, I think George may, may. I think I would love to see George in a title fight. George, I really would. George, Even just in a race with a car. George is the suspect most likely. Mm. He, he is. Okay, from what we've seen at the moment on the evidence currently on display you saw his defense at barcelona he's he's got fangs hasn't he yes he's definitely got teeth yeah he won't be even if you look at their interaction in the cool down room at monza you could see that george george isn't having it from max like the rest of them he's not looking to key key with max yeah. like charlie's as an yeah. example so george is the but i think i don't know i don't know nasha max is um he's not half bad he's not he's not he's all right fans are awful but he's great um so (laughs) next question and i guess it goes to what we were discussing earlier where are my questions right here we go given mercedes issues this season is toto wolf the right man to turn it around 
and Mercedes. Oh, this is not great, is it? This one is not <laughs> great at all. So, so look, if we're going to dive deep into the the old analogies, Toto Wolf has always struck me as a a Creed Aventus type of Donny right? Tom Ford settings, Tuscan okay. leather. That's what Toto Wolf wears. And if he's going to turn it around, and by turn it around, I think what we're meaning here is usurp and beat Christian Horner's Red Bull outfit. Let's remember that Christian Horner, again, if we're using analogies, he Christian Horner's not a Tom Ford Tuscan leather dunny, nor Black Orchid, nor Black Orchid even. <laughs> Christian Horner, let's be truthful, he's a Lynx effect dunny. Oh, yeah. That's Lynx Africa. <laughs> Christmas box set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the shower gel as well. Go on then, Nasha. So I'm gonna pose you a question before I chime in in yeah, my conclusion, then. which is definitive. Mm. For a Lynx Africa Dunny, <laughs> such as Christian Horner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Toto Wolf have the minerals in a cost cap era, 145 million now, when previously you could argue that a lot of success has a, a, a lot of Toto and Mercedes excess, success by extension has been driven by the ability to throw money at solutions in a cost cap era, Nasha. Does Toto Wolf, the dude that you know Toto Wolf to be, have the minerals to take on and usurp a Lynx effect Dunny heralded Red Bull? Um, good question. Good question. You've, you're basically asking me the same question. <laughs> uh, um, context. Do I think that um, my issue is this? <laughs> I I worry. I, I I had worries about Toto from last season. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, right? Christian knows who he is. Christian's got no qualms in in who he is, right? Links, if think like links. Toto Wolf had to come out of his comfort shell last year, and I don't think I don't think he was comfortable with that. Um, Toto Wolf also had to. I I think we got out. I think his the, the decision, the decision to not upgrade the car, other than the Silverstone upgrade. Oh my gosh! Uh, and then put everything into this car, and like this is what we they've produced, <clears throat> and the fact that they still don't know what is wrong with that car. We're in September, and they're saying they don't know the design concept for next year. I am not confident. So in answer <laughs> to your question, based on the evidence that I'm seeing around this team right now, may I also say, as a team, when Lewis and Inshallah doesn't work, it looks like a fucking clown outfit. So... I said if, Inshallah. And respectfully. So... Oh, good. So if if I'm gonna be honest, I'm not. If if we're in the Wenger out analogy, nailed it. I am in. I'm in like 
currently I'm in let's say 2017. I'm in yeah, 20 I'm I'm in 2016. <laughs> so we've just won two FA Cups. The pressure's built. We've lost out on the league by a few points. He could have bought a striker. He didn't. But he, I... He, he missed out on Cristiano, a.k.a. Max Verstappen. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? We still win the odd cup here and there. Like, it's not all gone to shit yet. We're not in 2018, but we're in 2016 which means what two seasons and i think i'm gonna give toto i'm gonna give toto until the end of these regulations you know what no i'm not i'm gonna give toto to the end of lewis hamilton's contract i don't think mercedes have it in them he's a shareholder i don't think they have it in them so how do you get rid of him and i don't think it all falls on him right but he is the team principal someone in that design department has got to go i don't know what they're doing in the design department in the the wind tunnel department because the wind tunnel is not whatever they put through the wind tunnel it's not correlating to what they're doing the sim hasn't been working since last season because whatever they're doing in the sim wasn't correlating to setups last season that's why lewis has had to start doing sim work the whole team i'm not gonna lie if we're stepping back and I'm taking off my Lewis hat, and I'm looking at the team he's driving for. I've not been happy with this team for a minute. And no in answer to your question, I, I don't know. The fact that they don't, and again, this could just be press or whatever, but the way they fired up that engine last year in December as like a, hey, look, we've already, we've already fired up the engine. All that work, we all that no upgrade shit we've done in 21. Don't worry, guys. The engine's already upgraded, and it's the worst engine. We've got worse engine than our customer teams. I don't Mad. know. Nasha, <laughs> what's going straight, on, mate? Straight line speed worse than our customer teams. Honestly, that that car. And the fact that those two are bringing it home in fourth and fifth. Testament to them. Absolutely. It's very much testament to, to, I think, the quality of both drivers. But it's uh, sorry, I just went off at you there. But I don't Nashie, think I've said. I don't think I've said that all season. Speak the gospel, <laughs> Nasha. No, drop it like it's hot. Absolutely. Now this is this is what we're dealing with. For the pat, listen. What have you done for me lately, Janet Jackson? Toto Wolf hasn't done a lot for me lately. I, I still wake up having nightmares. Nasha, I'll be honest. Hearing Toto at Monza talking about oh we'll we'll abide by whatever the stewards say what are you talking about max verstappen could have that could have ended very very badly for sir lewis hamilton and again switch back a couple grand prix only that's that same season by the way max max verstappen he he his charger links effect Donny christian horner is going full throttle talking or, or type of assassination talk yeah. with Sir Lewis Hamilton. And yeah. there you go. This is why they're chalk and cheese, Nasha. This is what I'm saying. If 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 you have a dominant package, Toto 
is the guy to yeah. steer that ship. Absolutely. But it's cost cap era, 145 million. No longer can Mercedes Petronas AMG throw money at problems ad infinitum. You need a bit of guile and you need a bit of savvy, a bit of street smarts. And who, if not the, the links effect Donny on the grid in Christian Horner. Who embodies that type of attitude better than Christian and Red Bull, sadly? I mean, look, let's not make out like Red Bull are paupers, okay? They've just signed a $500 million deal with Oracle. Um, they, have, they are probably commercially the best team on the grid i would say maybe them mclaren seem to have endorsements mm. coming out of their like their eyeballs obviously mercedes you know make a lot of money commercially purely because of the fact that they have lewis and and they are they were the best team sorry after but Nash, I was just going to say that that's not what I'm saying. Right? I'm not saying oh, no, no, Mercedes. No. I'm not saying the Mercedes are poor. I'm just saying in a no, cost cap co- era, no, it's a allocation poor. of resources, right? And look, look at the allocation of resources that, like I said, happened last year with this season on the horizon, and they were so bullish about it. And you know what? They've gone for this no side pod thing, which we all know it should look it looks beautiful and it should be right and look we could be sat here next season if they figure it out and being say look how silly were we doubting toto right the right thing was to stay on that path but you know what's mad you know what i just remembered mm. they didn't even turn up with the fucking car in the first test it was a different car in the first how, test. How, how prepared were we really? Like, right? So you're saying, oh, we had that car and that was just to test against this car. That car was okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that car was all right. We could have developed that car. Then we've got this car and we're so stuck to this philosophy, but we could have had like a whole testing period to test that particular car and we didn't. And we've gone into a season We've snatched a podium out of nowhere in the first race, and then the pain starts. Nasha, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll say this to you, bro. The best thing that I've heard you say on this podcast for ages, incidentally, because I know you didn't mean it like this, they're shareholders. Toto Wolf is a shareholder to the core, right? And I'm not meaning that in a good way. He's a shareholder. What you need is a proper racing man at the moment because no longer is this domination. Yeah, eight times Constructors Championship. Those days are gone. We're in post Sir Alex Ferguson era, Man United. And this, this, the requisite set of skills to turn that around then is very different from an eight times cut like you're not steering a ship now yeah. this needs some root it's and just crisis branch. yeah crisis management defcon 5 nasha this is a root and branch change wow. that's required here and i'm not sure toto in his current guys at least nasha is that guy not with links effect donny christian Horner. How, uh, how much do you reckon the poaching and red bull have done has, has hurt them the, the poaching that Red Bull have done of Mercedes yeah, employees yeah. for the avoidance of doubt. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Do you because Toto always denies it and says, look, you know, they tried to poach everyone. I think they took fifteen or whatever. However, many I heard did. it was much more than that. Oh, really? I heard it was high. Like, I feel like the number that's coming in my memory is like fifty odd. Yeah, 
Mate, I, it has to have an effect. Nasha. Yeah. Again, to quantify it is like semantics. We'll never be able to do yeah. that. Not definitively. But of course it had an effect. Of course it must have. Mm. Why Red Bull... Nasha, <laughs> let's, let's have it right. Red Bull are gangsters out here. That's what I, they are. I, I wouldn't say they're gangsters. They, they you move, know what? They they're race, ga- they, they they, race they... hard, Nasha. Yeah, no. They race hard and then they're going to push everything. If the If the line is here for the rules... Depending on which time you're looking at them, they might be here sometimes. They're always going to. I wouldn't push say they're gangsters. What they are, they are street smart. That's the and exactly. and and yeah, and Mercedes are boarding school. Oh, like do you know what I mean? Eaton, <laughs> and then you drop them in like Lewisham for the evening, and like go home three o'clock at night. <laughs> like the prosecution rests. Like, no further that, questions. That's what it, and that's what that's it feels it. like. And it, and you know, and it felt like that all of last season, with the way that uh, Toto they were trying to take the high road, trying to take the high road. By doing that, you know what they did? They didn't protect Lewis, and and Wheatley had Massey in his fucking pocket, and ultimately look what happened look let's not get into that i want to get off mercedes because i will get very mad i will once i will say one other thing toto you say that there's a culture of no blame and mercedes someone needs to start getting blamed okay it needs to be someone's fault at some point i hope there's a high amount of accountability right you know what the first two questions I put on there, honestly, I don't give a fuck about. But I'm gonna ask you, <laughs> ask you one more question: Will Lando Norris ever win a title at McLaren? Oh, it was such a good question until the last two words <laughs> at McLaren. Okay, there but is, no, because I, I don't worry. I'm teeing you up. I'm teeing there, you up. There, there is the pertinent phrase. Unfortunately, at McLaren. I just don't, I think Lando Norris has the potential. His glass ceiling, his potential is very, very high. He's a brilliant driver again. My guy Peter Windsor is always talking about the, uh, the, the subtlety of his inputs as far as steering and, and, and the accelerator, his racing line, his genius. He's, he's God tier as yeah. far as an F1 driver, but at McLaren, Nasha. Uh, uh, mate, I know Zach Brown is trying to make moves and he's got a million and one junior drivers signed. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Oscar Piastri there next season. Yeah, he's moving. He's making the right moves. But uh, Nash, I, I honestly can't. Not not currently, not in that McLaren outfit. As as it stands, I, I, I can't see it, mate. Genuinely. Where does he go? to win a title basically i knew that was gonna happen i knew you were gonna say no and it's it's it is unless unless 2026 you know what you know what all i'm gonna say is this well we were i think we were blessed and look i i'm i'm only talking about what i can remember as an f1 fan right Mm. i can't remember the regulation changes between when I started watching in 96 and basically pre 2009, I can't remember what regulation changes were there. Right. And I'm not studied enough. Okay. I'm, ad- I'm, I'm happy to admit that. Okay. <laughs> I remember races. I remember championships, but I don't remember the technical side of things. What I will say is this, sorry, this is my little arson finger. 
Let's go. <laughs> so just for the benefit of those on the podcast, I just picked up my little Arsene Wenger doll. He looks over me every day when I work. <laughs> I love you. Loyal uh, to the core. Love you. In. I love that guy. Papa, if you can hear me. Hashtag Wenger um, in. Uh, always. No, no, you had to go. Um, so, um, so I think people look at 2009 and then I think people look at I guess the fact that Red Bull were able to then from after 2009 and 2010 to 13 kind of build a car and come out of the shadows and, and, you know, be a relatively new outfit, although obviously they bought Jaguar and whatever, Mm. but, and, you know, and then they look at that and then they look at 2014 with Mercedes and they, and I think everyone just thinks that, um, a team can come out of nowhere with a regulation change but that's not really what happens right not normally no and normally what happens is instead of a redistribution well, when there is a redistribution of wealth it's not the inequality gets greater as we've seen this season and i just cannot see a situation where McLaren are fast enough. No, let me I can't see a situation where where Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull That's it. all drop the ball so much that McLaren win the title. Now, with that being said, and I think we can both agree on that, will Lando Norris ever win a world championship? Oh, anywhere. Oh, we're getting to the... When he needs to make some decisions, doesn't he, about his life? He's he's currently in a long-term contract at McLaren. Death row. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I actually argued against it being a death row contract, right? Because Mm. where where are you going to go? But one thing that might happen is, to use an analogy... Uh, sometimes long contracts, they become outdated very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and a five-year contract, look, 20 mil a year. Is it 20 mil a year? I think so. Uh, something around that seems nice right about now. But in two, three years' time, when George gets a new contract, yeah. when Charles gets a new contract, when Max inevitably gets an extension on whatever extension he's put on, um, that contract, you know, new driver's, getting contracts everywhere that contract is going to look poultry Steph Curry um, contract yes Steph Curry exactly exactly that Steph Curry I'd, I'd contract love to, I'd to love enable to discuss that <laughs> I, 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 we'll do that on verbal reasoning let's but go like, but like you know for those who don't know Steph Curry signed a one billion lifetime contract that will that completely I think is there no equity in that deal I don't know you know I, I don't, don't think know. there is um so anyway that's neither here nor there. So, um, I, I where, but where does Lando go? He needs, he needs. You know what time what it is with is, what I, seat is available for him ever? Bloody Norma framed in those terms, Nation none, actually. <laughs> and the jokies. I, th- I think I said it at the start of the season, though. Po- post the implementation of new rules and regs, if I'm an F1 driver. There's only one place I want to be, Nasha, and that's in the Adrian Newey car. Anywhere, anywhere else isn't 
worth it, mate. You want to sit down and you want to wait till well, some. I'm not even ramping well, with that. No, I'm, I'm, no, and I'm not, no, no take backs. Well, no look, take backs. Engineer has been on the back foot for like seven years before this year. He wouldn't have won last year. It, and also there was the rake regulations, which were deliberately to slow down Mercedes. So, so, so let me allow me but, to. But I'll give I'll, you the I'll give you the ground effect. If if you were specifically to say to me, there's going to be a ground effect regulation. Who do I want in a, whose car do I want to be in? Of course, then I say. I wouldn't even know. say the ground. I think new regulations, paradigm shift esque regulations, give me the age and new vehicle. If you wanna if you wanna superimpose the the ground effects, then take what I said originally and to the power of five, <laughs> like, mate, I, I don't know. So I think Lando wants to, wants to get himself a decent manager mm. and he wants to, he wants to say very close to Checo Perez. Yeah. Have conversation, buy him a coffee, a cheeky Starbucks. Well, what's the movement Checo? Yeah. How's your uh, family life? <laughs> yeah. Like where, what, where, what's the age of retirement potentially that you're, that you're thinking of your future goals and aspirations it needs to be having these conversations, man, because I think that if, if Lando has, and he does aspirations of winning a championship before he calls it quits He's a young man still, but get himself in that Red Bull car is what at least did it or a silver arrows car. If Toto Wolf, not to uh, renege on what we've just said, but if Toto Wolf can turn it round again, fingers crossed, touch wood, hopefully he can, then I suppose the Silver Arrows is a, a, a decent second choice for Lando Norris, but Red Bull pole position, mate, every day, all day. I think George and Lando is the biggest recipe for disaster since Nico and Lewis. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't... I don't want him anywhere near George. I don't. Those two are chalk and cheese. And the passive aggressiveness uh, yeah, yeah. that those two would have towards each other. George doesn't want that clown in his team, respectfully. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not a clown, to be fair. Like, George, the thing is with George, uh, George would be... I think in his mind, he would feel like he would be the alpha. Anyone coming into that team, it, Standard. Would, be, it would be his team, right? I think if you bring Lando in, Lando's more popular than, than George. Lando is the media darling. Lando is very fucking quick. I don't think he's quicker than George, if you want me to be honest. If I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there, I think George has got more about him than Lando, and I think that's because he's got more up here. Oh I think oh, I think I think George is prost, Lando is center. If 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 and I don't say that in I terms like of in but I think George I think Prost is because of his personality. He's the, he's the professor. I think he's grossly underrated. Oh, God, Prost is top three. Absolutely. Yeah, I place I think, him above Senna every I, yeah, single day of the week. I, me too, right? I love Senna for who he was and his spirit. People need to look at Prost's fucking teammate list. Yeah? It's not a joke. That guy ran the gauntlet of fuck. You know, let me get it up right now, yeah? Point, point collector. Just, just killed it. If you ever were, if you want to know about Alan Prost, not to go off on this mad tangent, yeah. if you listen to the stories, again, he would just, he would maximize every advantage he could, right? There's a story where he started putting soft compound tires on the left, mm. hard compound on the right two tires. 
and he found that it was quicker nasher and until the until the FIA at the time whatever their name was found out he was nailing one second advantage on the rest of the grid soft on the left hard on the right nasher take that put that in your pipe and smoke it prost was a very dangerous driver i think i think though nasher to bring it back yeah i think your analogy does lando a little bit of a disservice oh okay i think he's quite cerebral don't let the don't let the cute countenance and <laughs> laugh and the joke and the bouncing ball in the fact. Don't let that. Don't don't let Sochi. No, I'm not coming in. Leave me out. Don't. Well, let I don't think that. I think he's being. I thought he got hung out to dry, ironically, in the wet um, by his team, who should have just called him in. And Bang. and they didn't. They didn't have the balls to call him in. They let a guy. If I'm going for my first win. I think I read somewhere that he was 30 seconds up on P3, by the way. Like, that drive was incredible. That weekend, that whole weekend, it was the coronation of Lando Norris, right? We were looking at, let's not fuck around, yeah? 2021, um, was it 2020? When did... Go on. Because 2020, he got podiums as well. Yeah, he got a podium in Austria, didn't he? And he got a podium. Yeah, because that's when we came back after COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were starting to see it in 2020. Mate, he's good. But 2021, remember Lewis was behind him saying, wow, this guy is good. He's good. Like, I look, whatever you think of Lando Norris as a person, right? I, I, I understand that. I am not going to in any way put a damper on however people feel about Lando as a person. He said some suspect stuff, um, right? I understand and I get it, especially if you're a Lewis fan and you don't like it, Lando. So let me put that out there. Because the last time I put that out there, I got told off. <laughs> and I take that telling off to heart and I've <laughs> learned. But I think as a driver, I, I think George is better, but let's not, forget that last season until Sochi he was by a clear distance the third best driver on the grid and we were looking at a superstar in the making and Sochi was supposed to be I mean he would have won in Monza if the team hadn't like bottled out of just letting him race Daniel Ricciardo and he probably would have won Sochi as well if the team hadn't bottled bringing him in so I don't trust me I know about Lando's talent. I do know about Lando's talent. I do. And to your point about him being cerebral, I do see it. But I think George has shown this season that guy. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a killer. No, he's a killer. And you only, you only need to watch the way he moved in, in F2, right? Jake, Jake, Jack, I always forget which one. Jack Aiken. The move up the inside again. Like reminiscent of Max at his worst, right? He had no place by bumming up the inside of Aiken. Uh, he's a he's absolutely a killer, George. Nobody's second driver ever. It's not it's not in his fabric. Yeah. Absolutely goes diametrically against his fundamental constitution. Everything that he is as a driver, but I don't know, it's not an open and shut case, Johnson, if we compare <laughs> Lando Norris and George Russell. King George they, Russell. Do you think they could work in the same team? 
negative so this is the, <laughs> this is it this is it nasha you've nailed it you know and i get upset with the community talking about anytime i talk about get a bit pragmatic mm. about the line of least resistance from from now to a driver's championship for mercedes what it doesn't look like nasha again yeah meritocracy the the, the driver's championship needs to be all, all the best drivers in the world anyway so just put them no History tells you, yeah, anytime that you have two alphas in a car, Lewis Alonso 2007, McLaren, Senna and Prost, had they not had that massive advantage, if you don't have a dominant car, which Mercedes do not have going into 2023, what you can't afford to do is have both your alpha drivers taking points off of each other. That's what you can't do. I'd love to see it make for a brilliant spectacle, fantastic entertainment. But as a Mercedes fan, wherever my cap is, if I put that one on for a second, you don't need two alphas in that car. George also needs a Checo Perez. That's what he needs. Whatever Checo Perez is, the dude that steps up when times are hard to block off Sir Lewis at Abu Dhabi in a short fueled car. That's what you need, right? Hey, out of your second hey, driver. He had he had an engine issue. Okay, <laughs> he had a okay. He don't. How dare you imply <laughs> that Red Bull were gonna cause a safety car no matter what? They race hard. So Checo, remember, didn't cause the safety car. I know he didn't work, but, but he, they wanted short to. Fueled, short <laughs> fuel, though. No, 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 that's why they brought him in, because they would have got a big... If, he'd, if they'd have found out that he was yeah, short fueled. Yeah, but why yeah. did they just park him up in the pits if he wasn't short fueled? What was wrong with his car? Still he, had, he had an issue. We actually never found out, did we? Because uh, too distracted by... There it else. is. But uh, look, before I get... Super mad again. <laughs> um, Cameron, this has been a pleasure. Oh, you're a legend. Where can people find you yeah. and your incredible merch? Congrats oh, on the oh, opening mate. of the merch store. Oh, mate, thank you. So I am Cameron F1 YT on Twitter, Cameron F1 on YouTube, and the Cameron F1 store is where you can buy some of this cameron f1 labeled branded merch but i appreciate you as always so it's been fun i it's think that been was fun. that's one of my favorite podcasts i've done mate it's been fun I could, a, Nasha, I could do that all night I could mate. Talk, I could talk, <laughs> mate get 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 tandy on here and we can we can chop it up again i, I would go on another 90 minutes oh, about f1 and it's not even been a hot week in the news cycle Nasha. it's Look not it's not like you'd like to say grown and sexy we don't need <laughs> yes. don't need that you don't need drama okay because we love the sport we'll dissect it for you look and i hope you guys have enjoyed that make sure you're liking subscribing the video make sure you are uh following make sure you're rating us on apple and guys i love you thanks for selling out the event the new merch drop is coming in october and we've also got christmas range coming out we've got oh don't forget we're on twitch the twitch content starts back up this week make sure you look after that we've got some really cool content on there so yes guys i'm gonna go enjoy myself thank you so much cameron absolute pleasure no matter uh, remember no matter what happens keep it on the black stuff goodbye take care 
Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. What's going on, everybody? This is Tristan Mack Wilds, one-third of Guys Next Door. And if you are hearing my voice, maybe you should be listening to Guys Next Door. If you ever wanted to get into the mindset of the young black millennial man, all of the things that we go through, love, sex, relationships, financials, technology, mental health, and everything that lies in between, this show is for you. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you guys are probably listening to a really, really nice podcast, but make sure you guys go subscribe right now to Guys Next Door, and we'll see you guys in the neighborhood. Peace. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.